0: Hey everybody, this is Ari Meisel and you are listening to the Less Doing Podcast. This is episode 187. Today I interviewed Adam Dilbert of My Body Tutor, which is a, a really amazing service in terms of accountability that helps people get fit, lose weight, stave off chronic illness even. And they do that through daily calls and accountability. It's a really amazing service. Adam's very passionate about this, and, and it was a, a great interview. So there's a couple of things I want to tell you about before we get to the links. Uh, one of which is that you still, as a reminder, can text "do less" to three three seven three three, and that will get you signed up for our newsletter, get you some really cool infographics about how to get to inbox zero. In addition, I'm very excited that we actually launched the Less Doing Wodcast about a week and a half ago, or two weeks almost now, and the Less Doing Wodcast is our daily workout podcast. I had Dave Rail as a co host last week and we talked about it. This is the world's first 100% automated daily podcast. Actually, it's probably the first 100% automated podcast period. But it is a daily workout podcast, you can use it to get fit in eight minutes. And we would love for you to check it out over at less And then finally, if you haven't tried this yet, you should give our toll free number a call which is 844. I do less and if you call that you'll get a recorded message with some really interesting content. But you can press zero to speak to one of my less doing certified coaches and get a free Yes, that's right. A free productivity maximizer call where you'll get some really actionable value in terms of how you can take your productivity to the next level. So, on to the links. The first thing I want to tell you about is called prettyinstant.com. And prettyinstant.com is an on demand photography service. So, basically, it's like Uber for photographers. I love that. Uber for everything nowadays. So basically you say what you need done, whether it's you need someone for a wedding or you need somebody for uh, some sort of photo shoot, maybe for school pictures or because you want your house photographed, whatever it might be. You say what you need takes about a couple minutes and then you book it. They have their photographers and basically you'll have all your photos online ready to go after that. It makes the process completely seamless. Now, you all know how much I love Slack. So there is now slackdigest.com. And Slack Digest lets you, uh, you know, some people, one of the complaints or one of the, the, the cons that I hear from some people about uh, slack is that it's like a fire hose of information but which i'm okay with because it's divided into channels and if you you really have too much in one channel then that means that you haven't divided it up by topic enough you really should be dividing it up into the topics that it's relevant to but Slackdigest.com gives you a daily digest of the most important conversations in your slack channel so you can get the cliff notes on everything that's going on in your slack group really really cool service now the next one i want to tell you about is also related to slack but it's called screen hero so screenhero.com this is no nothing new in in some ways this is a screen sharing application it allows you to share screens so if you want to give somebody a demo or maybe you need to get on somebody else's computer and walk them through something sort of like technical support or if you want to collaborate on a document or graphic work or project of some sort and and that's it's always been really helpful to do that because you can you know have a designer that's halfway around the world and you can be looking at a screen together But there are some limitations. What Screen Hero does, which I've never seen before, is that you actually can have multiple mouse cursors at the same time. So normally what happens with a screen share, if you've never done this, is that one of you is in control. So, you know, you might be talking to the person and saying, "Okay, now go click on this and now go click on this. And then if you want to take control, they usually have to give control over to you. But this actually allows both of you to have your own mouses working independently, clicking on things on the screen at the same time, which is amazing. It's literally like being in the same room. It would be like pointing to that, you know, say, no, why don't we move this over here? And they're saying, well, no, why don't we move this over here? And you both try things. And this is uh, really an advancement. If if I've ever seen it, you can write emails together. You can edit video together or you can just browse the web together. And now there's an integration into Slack so you can start that session right from Slack. Okay, so now this next one is a little more specific. It's called JetMe.Aero. Now, I, I know that this, this is going to sound like it's not going to apply to a lot of people, and it probably won't, but I want to sort of explain why this is useful. So Jet.Me basically allows you to book a private jet. Okay, so now, again, I, you know, some of you are definitely rolling your eyes and thinking like, well, you know, that's thousands of thousands of dollars. That's only for the 1% or whatever. And you may be right, but this is a really interesting take on this. What Jet.me does is it's basically like Priceline for private jet travel. So you say what the journey that you want to take is, you know, point to point where you want to go, when you want to do it, and then you name your price. And that, you know, so you're not guaranteed to get it. So for example, a flight, you know, from New York to Miami might be normally $30,000, right? Which is a lot, obviously. Although, if you divide that up by six to eight people, depending on the size of the jet, and you think about what first class actually costs, it's not necessarily that crazy. However, so if you say it's 30000 fine, but you say, I'm only willing to pay 10000 for everybody to fly private. And that's it. Now, you're not guaranteed that somebody will get that. But basically, what you're doing is you're you're putting it out there so that all these companies who have perhaps uh, empty legs, so they've only flown a one way, for example, and they'd want to fly back, but they want to have people in it. They might pick you up on that and you can use it. Now, again, I know that that's not relevant to a lot of people. But the reason that I want to explain how this is actually very efficient is that there are a lot of times, depending on what you're doing, where Commercial air travel can be extremely inefficient, either because of the timing of it or because of the airports that you have to fly into or because of the simple stress of flying commercial and having to get to the airport two and a half hours early and dealing with security and then being on a plane with a whole bunch of people like there's issues there. So if you're using this for work or you're using this for a situation where you might make money, basically, it is something that is worth considering. You know, so if you want to fly out at five o'clock in the afternoon to go somewhere, but there just aren't flights that go out until 10 o'clock at night and it's really valuable for you to save that time, that's a really good option here. In addition, if you can fly to a smaller private airport that's much closer to an event or a venue, saving you time and possibly money in the travel from the airport to the event, that's something to consider too. So again, I know that most people are not going to take advantage of this, but I just wanted to explain why this is actually valuable. Uh, Okay. So the next one is a, is a, it's not a device. It's a accessory. This is really cool. It's from a company called catalyst and it is a waterproof case for the Apple watch. So, and it's really nice. It's not pr- too bulky. It's uh, very um, hardy looking, basically, and it will make your Apple Watch completely waterproof and still totally usable. And there's a matching case, of course, that goes with your iPhone. So I have the Apple Watch. It's, uh, it's always a concern of mine that it might get wet or get ruined. And this is a really nice option. So you could actually go like diving or swimming if you wanted with, with the Apple Watch if you use this. The next thing is an article over at Art of Manliness. Now, I love Brett McKay's stuff, and he posted this video about how to save your own life. And basically what he's talking about is that this uh, old-time strongman, Earl Lederman, in his 1926 book, Endurance, argued basically that every man should be strong enough to save his own life. Now, we can use man generally to be human in this case, because it's true. I think everybody, that's a really good standard of fitness if you want to talk about Uh, You know, people are always asking, like, what is a good fitness standard and whether it's the U.S. Marshals fitness standards or the Navy SEALs or the Olympics or whatever you want to say, being able to be strong enough to save your own life is probably a pretty good standard. So there's like five things basically that he says uh, everyone should be able to do, Um, one of which is swim a half a mile. Another one is run at top speed for 200 meters, 200 yards. Uh, You should be able to jump over obstacles higher than your own waist. You should be able to do pull-ups at least 15 times. That's a pretty hard one for a lot of people. And you should be able to do 25 dips between parallel bars. Now, all of these things are really important because you think about if you were on a boat that uh, sunk a half a mile from shore or you're in a burning building and you need to jump over Something that's on fire to get out or you need to be able to pull yourself over a wall. All of these things are really valid in terms of saving your own life. Now, uh, there's a couple more here that I want to share. One is called get duffle, not duffle like the, the uh, luggage service that we've mentioned before. This is a really. Very specific, but I can see how this is very interesting. So Duffel allows you to securely download your Gmail emails as PDFs with one click. So this is an extension for Gmail and you can choose one email or 100 emails and you can download them as PDFs. Now, it's not the same as printing them as PDFs because this actually formats them properly so that they are in PDF form. Now, why would anyone want to do this? Well, for one thing, if you want to share an email with somebody, not like just forwarding it to them, but you want to share what an email was, or maybe you need it for legal purposes, for a court case, for research, uh, having it in this format is probably really good. And you can also then put that into Evernote if you want, and the PDF will be searchable. But there are some very specific different reasons why you may want to have an email saved as a PDF. And this makes it really easy to do that. Uh, Now, the next thing is there is a app called Kono, and this is one of many, many scheduling apps that have been out there. This is an AI mobile scheduler. But what I like about this, what it's offering, which I think is unique, is that they say it'll automatically automatically schedule your events but basically it's using metrics like user so you tell it who you want to meet with and what you want to do and it's going to use metrics like location of the users traffic and then their availability to tell you the best time and location for your event which is really cool. So you can say like, oh, you know, so-and-so lives uptown and this other person lives in Brooklyn and I am in New Jersey right now and the traffic's really bad. So where should we meet? And it might suggest a restaurant in Midtown uh, at this particular time. It's kind of amazing. It'll also then keep track of, you know, if you're going to be late, it'll tell people, it'll tell you when you should leave based on traffic, which is a really nice thing. So I don't see this honestly so much as a scheduling app. It's just, it, it makes the act around scheduling a little bit easier which is really cool. So, it's worth a try. Now, there are there's two more I want to share. So, there's an article uh, on Gizmag called bicycle it says bicycle mechanism uncovered that is said to drive our brains in and out of sleep. And you're going to have to read this article essentially to get the f- the full or or if you really want to read the study. But basically they say that there's uh, this up and down Cycle this bike call it a bicycle mechanism of potassium and sodium, which controls our sleep and wake cycle. And they're now basically looking at ways to learn how to help regulate that sleep wake pathway, particularly as it relates to jet lag and shift work. So again, there's there's some very specifics here that you should get that are worth reading if you're interested in sleep cycle stuff. But I just wanted to share this article. And then the last link I want to tell you about is called Fame Bit. Now, this is actually kind of mind blowing to me. Uh, I live in New York City and there's a a, an ad campaign going on like all over the city right now um by youtube and it's uh they're they're big billboards it's, i mean it's a, it's got to be a multi-million dollar campaign and it's all for this guy tyler uh something who has like seven million followers on youtube and you know I, this idea of of like youtube stars is kind of still mind-boggling to me i'm you know i'm 33 years old so i remember a time when we didn't have really internet access regularly or cell phones or email so the, still to me this idea of like youtube stars is kind of mind-boggling but with fame bit basically what you can do is you can get a uh, a youtube star to endorse your stuff so essentially you put out like a budget of what you're willing to pay and this can be people on youtube twitter instagram and even vine the then you know the nine second videos or whatever they are and essentially you're endorsing them. So that's what you're looking for is you can put this out there and then they can help grow your customers in a really interesting way, I guess. So if that's the right market for you, it's something this this will make that much easier. But uh, I still think this is just kind of mind boggling. Anyway, that's what I've got for this week. Uh, Everybody check out the WODcast and get your workout in and enjoy the interview with Adam Gilbert. The Less Doing Podcast pulls together the top experts in the industry to help you optimize, automate, and outsource everything in your life so you can start doing the things you really want to do again. What would you do if you could only work an hour a day? Would you crumble or would you thrive? When I was sick with Crohn's disease, I was faced with that reality because there were days when I literally couldn't eke out more than an hour of work a day. And I had to figure out ways to not only get everything done, but get more done than I was doing before. And that is how Less Doing was born. Less Doing is about you. It's the easiest way to learn and implement a huge amount of productivity tips into your life in a short amount of time. Whether you're a crazy busy business owner, a tired executive in a large company, or a stressed out soccer mom, we've brought it all together for you to help you overcome the overwhelm in your life. For the latest how-tos and actual tips on becoming more productive, sign up for my newsletter over at lessdoing.com. But I want to offer you all something more. As listeners of this podcast, I want to give you the opportunity to get on the phone with one of my Less Doing certified coaches. I've trained each one of them myself, and they really know what they're doing. The first call is completely free, and you will get some real advice and tips on how you can be more productive in your life. And get back to making things easier again. Thanks for listening, and now enjoy the interview. So now I'm speaking with Adam Gilbert, who is the founder of My Body Tutor. So Adam, thank you for taking the time to talk to me.
1: It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. So before we get into uh,
0: My Body Tutor and what it is, let's talk about your background a little bit and how you kind of got here.
1: So you know, health and fitness has really been a huge passion of mine ever since I was a little kid, um, and I think it, there's three reasons. You know, my parents got divorced when I was about nine years old. My sister is five years older. And I just always used to see and hear um, her scream and cry every time she get ready for an event, right? And for me, that just had a big impact on me. She was kind of an emotional eater and I'd watch her weight fluctuate and she really just used food as an escape. Um, Then, you know, when I was in seventh grade, uh, my father um, had a heart attack and he basically, he called us and we had to go pick him up and drive him to the hospital, and that was extremely scary. And then not too long after that, uh, unfortunately, he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, so, seeing those three things um, at an early age really just had a massive impact on me. Uh, and, you know, just ever since then, I've just always really been into health and fitness and probably my therapy back in the day. It was just something I could control with my parents being divorced and all that. Um, and then, you know, it's just been my passion ever since. Yeah, and there's
0: something interesting to that. Uh, which I've learned about myself too, about how food can be this sort of self-nurturing outlet, right? Absolutely.
1: Uh, we're, you know, I always like to say if, if someone is overweight, they're an emotional eater. They're using food other than fuel, um, that's a big part of what we do. So, okay, so then let's talk about specifically now, what, like what what my body tutor is. Sure. So what we do is we help people get in amazing amazing shape. Ultimately, it's about results, but we do that. Um, through, we we tell our clients exactly what to do in order to reach their goals. So, we'll give them a diet plan, an exercise plan. Uh, Most importantly, we make sure they're comfortable with it, that it's doable. Uh, And then really what separates us from, you know, the billion and one other companies out there is we make sure our clients are actually doing it day in, day out, right? I'm a really big believer that in this day and age, a lack of knowledge isn't so much a problem. It's really about a lack of consistent action. Uh, And we do this through daily and personal accountability and daily support and expert coaching. So, essentially, our clients... After they have their initial phone consult, starting the very next day, they'll log into our website throughout the day or the end of the day. They upload the pictures of their food. They tell us what they did for exercise. And then every day, they're entering this into our website. And then the following day, their very own tutor, the same person who they had their initial phone consult with, is writing back with critique, suggestions, encouragement, and just truly day by day, daily report by daily report. We're helping them reach their goals.
0: Yeah, so, okay, so this is really interesting to me because, I, I mean, as I, I do a, a different kind of coaching, but coaching nonetheless, and the accountability aspect, is, people talk about it all the time, about being accountable and having accountability. But the truth is, is that it really does make an enormous amount of difference in anything that you're trying to do, kind of any goal. Uh, but, you, I mean, you guys are, that's a, I mean, bravo, honestly, like to be providing that kind of daily accountability to people in this very, very uh,
1: volatile kind of experience for a lot of people. Yeah, uh, you know, people do unbelievable things when others are watching. And, you know, we all know it's very easy to make promises to yourself. Um, We all have done it and we all rationalize away, right? And, you know, having that person there on the other side who's really been through it, who's helped countless other people before you get to where exactly where you want to go and then some uh, makes a world of difference. Otherwise, again, it's just too easy to rationalize away you know, uh, what we want to do.
0: Yeah. And and so, wh- what is there sort of a general, I mean, obviously, you're, you're creating very custom solutions, but is there some sort of general philosophy
1: that you follow for diet or exercise? Or is it really like every very case is different? Yeah, we definitely have a general philosophy. So, you know, my whole belief is that, you know, one of my goals in life is to dispel this myth that there is this, you know, crazy secret to getting healthy and fit. Um, really the key to losing weight, the key to getting the body you want, the key to improving your fitness is about three things. It's about eating well, exercising, and doing those two things consistently, right? And as we know, it's a consistency part that's so hard. It's very easy to start all kinds of diets. It's very hard to stick with it. So for me, my life's work, and I've been doing this for eight plus years now, is figuring out why it's consistency is so hard. So I boiled it down to three reasons. Um, and I'll share them with you and I'll kind of share our philosophy. So the first reason why consistency is so hard is that the diet and exercise plans people try to follow um, are just not sustainable, right? You can only follow some ridiculous cookie or shake or a grapefruit or, you know, know this or know that for so long, right? It has to be sustainable. Otherwise, you're doomed from the start, right? And, you know, it, I like to ask myself a question, you know, we There's also so much conflicting information, I feel like, for people. Totally. So. The more information, the more people wind up doing nothing. Um, so, we really give them a very healthy, a very practical, most importantly, and a sustainable plan right? It's about eating real whole natural foods. Um, if I had to boil it down, ultimately is a modified paleo diet, right? Lots of lean proteins, lots of vegetables, okay. uh, lots of good fats, uh, fruits. Um, but I'm not one of these people that says no carbohydrates ever or no indulging ever. Right. Because to me to never have, you know, your favorite food again is not sustainable. So what, w- one of the things we do is we teach our clients how to eat their favorite foods and lose weight too. Right. Because again, to not indulge is just not sustainable. Um, so, you know, that's a big part of what we do. Um, and the second reason why consistency is so hard um, is because most people go on what I call a food diet, right? They go from one food diet to the next. The only thing they're changing is the food they're eating. And if the only thing you're changing is the food you're eating, you're not going to change for the long term. It's imperative that you change the psychology, right? Your, your relationship with food, your mindset, the way you think and react to food, right? Um, because, you know, the problem is most diets rely solely on willpower. Right. So you, you know, get sick of yourself. You see a picture of yourself, whatever it might be, there's some reason you start. And that disgust, usually, w- which is what starts it off, is very uh, motivating at first, but eventually wears out. Um, but when you change your relationship with food uh, and your habits and mindset, you don't have to rely on willpower. Right. Most plans get harder and harder with time. Uh, with a good plan like MBT, it gets easier and easier with time. Um, and then the third part is just the accountability. You know, without accountability, of course, it's just very hard to stick with anything. And that is why it is the cornerstone of our program.
0: Now, so let's say, like, somebody, uh, is, is on a plan and, they're, and, and they're going to do something which is going to make them, they're going to make a mistake, you know, so they're going to eat something they're not supposed to or dessert or drink too much, whatever it might like. Do they
1: report that to you later or they in the moment? Can, I mean, like, how, how does that actually play out? Yeah. So, for, one of the things we, we say off the bat is, you know, you're not a robot. We're, we're not robots. We don't expect perfection. It's not about never making mistakes. We're all going to indulge. We're all going to eat indulgently. That's part of it. So, either they can text us in the moment. They can email, email us in the moment. Um, but also, at the end of the day, when they submit their report for that day, they'll, they'll enter, you know, uh, what they ate, what they did what they're, um, you know, what they indulge on. And then the following day when they're getting, you know, their feedback and critique we will then address the issue. And it's not shame-based feedback. It's not like, oh, why did you do this? Never do this again. We get to the root cause of it, right? Because, you know, it's important to remember cravings and urges to eat are never about the food. It's about what the food allows us to avoid, right? And what we're really big on is understanding why we're eating. I think a lot of plans out there only focus on what you're eating, um, which is good, but it's It's missing a huge part of it and the part of it that's missing is understanding why we're eating. When we understand why we're eating, it's a lot easier to change what we're eating.
0: okay, so so uh, and you said it's not shame based, you know, so it's like, okay, I, I was stressed out and I did this. so like what do
1: I do next time? or like how do you know how do you how do you help to change that psychology? Exactly. So, it's understanding their triggers, right? So, you know, when does this usually happen, right? And very quickly, we can start to realize and see when they're usually, um, you know, triggered to eat something. It could be at work, it could be after, you know, bedtime with their kids, um, it could be any number of things. Um, So, first, we identify that the awareness is definitely the first step. Um, And then it's like, all right, well, next time this happens, I want you to reach out to us, text us, email us, whatever it takes, right? And then we'll come up with other strategies and tactics to replace that behavior, right? It's much easier to replace a behavior than it is to quit a behavior, right? So, for a simple example, you know, a lot of people, you know, I have a 16-month-old son, I know you have kids, you know, a lot of people, after they put their kids to bed, they're exhausted, it's finally their time, right? And one of the things they do is they kind of reward and treat themselves with food. And it might be a bowl of ice cream, it might be whatever it is. And a lot of people, if they're trying to kind of stop that behavior they'll try to not eat any ice cream at all. Much, much more effective and easier to eat something else instead of eating nothing. Um, so, we'll talk about all sorts of strategies and tactics um, that will help them replace that. Um, and that's, you know, slowly but surely, we absolutely change the relationship with food. You know, that bowl of ice cream that used to be calling to them will no longer be calling to them because we'll have other things in place that will, will replace that. Yeah. And, and so, I, you know, I don't mean
0: to like try to push you too far down the line here. But like, you know, you're not going to tell somebody like, oh, you want that bowl of ice cream? Like here, have have a handful of nuts instead. Like that doesn't seem sustainable to me either.
1: Right? So how do you? Oh, of course not. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Keep So keep pushing. me. I, I mean, I can talk about I mean, I, I, I live for this. So here's the thing, right? I love rolling our sleeves up. So, like, there's a reason why they want that bowl of ice cream though, right? It's not about the ice cream, right? Cravings to eat are never about the food. It's about what the food allows us to avoid, right? It could be a distraction. It could be escape. It could be boredom. It could be uh, they're unhappy in their relationship. It could be they feel like they're never getting taken care of. It's never about the food. So, what we do is get to the root cause of it. Why do you really want that ice cream, right? Is it just, for some people, it's not so deep. It could just simply be they just really want to indulge. It's a pleasure for them right? And obviously, if they signed up for us, signed up to us, there's a reason they want to lose weight, right? And what we will do is come up with other ways for them to treat themselves, other ways for them to reward themselves, because what they're doing in that moment is using ice cream as a reward, right? And obviously, they recognize this, they realize this, that eating ice cream every night is not helping them look and feel the way they want to feel. Um, So, it's getting to the root cause, there's always a reason why they're eating that food, it's never about the food, um, and that's how we start to slowly, but surely break it down and replace that behavior of eating ice cream. Gotcha. I say, and it doesn't, and it doesn't mean they can't ever eat ice cream, right? right? But there's, to, but to me, there's a very big difference between having ice cream at your kid's birthday, you know, and, or going out to, you know, a nice dinner or whatever it is versus coming home after a long day and using ice and cream, popping
0: over right? the pipe.
1: <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No. And and I see that. And that. You know. That's. So. I mean. I think I talked to you about this when we met in person. But I. I have a sugar addiction issue that I. That I actually feel like I manage fairly well. Uh, and it. It's definitely those kinds of things where it's like, oh, it was. It was a long day. Like, uh, it's okay to eat this kind of thing. And and then it ends up sort of snowballing from there. So. For me, what I do actually is I, I track it. Uh, basically, I have a, a button on my phone or, you know, an app that I can track mm-hmm. when I get a sugar craving. And oddly enough,
1: that in itself is a rewarding behavior for me because I basically, like, regain my willpower. Exactly. Well, the fact that you're aware of it and you're taking that pause before you, you, you know, when you feel it coming on, right? We all have a few seconds before we go down that slippery slope. Um, you know, when I've, we've helped countless people overcome sugar addictions. Um, but for you, and you realize it's – a big part of it is the treat. It's the pleasure, right? So, what I would encourage you to do um, if you're not doing it already is find other ways you can really treat yourself at, after, the, you know, at the end of a long day or during a long day, right? Um, and that's really, really effective. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, no, and, I, and I see that for sure. Uh, and then what about uh, exercise-wise? How, what,
1: Where do you sort of lean towards? You're not putting everybody on CrossFit, obviously. No, definitely not. <laughs> um, exercise for us is definitely, um, you know uh, – you know, individualized depending on the client's goals, right? Obviously, someone who wants to lose, you know, 70 pounds is going to be different than someone who wants to lose 20 pounds. Um, So, it really depends on where they are. Um, But for me, I always like to say um, exercise is the key to happiness and stress relief, whereas diet is the key to weight loss. And that is, there's no question about that. I mean, diet, you know, is really 70 to 80% of our body composition. It's about how, what, why, and, you know, how we eat. Um, Whereas, you know, I think a lot of people, they're under this mistaken... Uh, conception that or belief that, you know, exercise is the key to weight loss, right? So when they want to lose weight, the first thing they say is I need to exercise more. Um, and then you'll see people working their butts off in the gym month after month, even with a personal trainer, not looking any different. And that's because what they're doing between gym sessions, aka their diet is entirely wrong. So we, we always like to focus on the diet first, because that is the critical foundation. Um, and then we roll up our sleeves and start you know, adding exercise, if they're not exercising already, or if they are, then we'll help them tweak it. Right.
0: Okay. And then uh, in terms of like, do you do any uh, track other
1: than the accountability? Are you actually like tracking any metrics with them? Yes. So in the system, when they report, what, you know, they they enter their, their food intake for the day, meal by meal, they can upload a photo of their meal. Uh, and then as well as exercise, they'll enter what they did. Um, so we keep it, you know, tracked. It's all archived so we can see what they've done and, you know, how they're progressing. Gotcha. And then how many, I mean, how many clients does each uh, coach work with? Um, it's very, you know, we, we try to keep it small. I mean, one of our goals is for clients to feel like uh, that their tutor, uh, that they're the only uh, client right. their tutor has. Um, so it's definitely not, you know, it's very small. Um, you know, we don't, it's not like you're, you're getting, uh, you know, a tutor has, you know, 75 clients or anything like that, not even close. I mean, we really, really, um, you know, this is individualized, Uh, daily and personal accountability. I mean, it takes our coaches, you know, a lot of time each day to go through their clients uh, intake for the prior day, right? It's not cookie cutter. They're writing personalized feedback, personalized suggestions, personalized critique. Um, So, it's it's very, very uh, attention heavy. And, you know, to me, that is the key. I mean, you know, change by any nature is very, very hard. I mean, I always like to say, you know, if you're doing what you've always done, it's going to feel comfortable. If you're doing something differently, it's going to feel uncomfortable. Right. And I always like to say discomfort is our compass because it means it lets us know we're doing things differently. We're headed in the right direction. So, you know, without support, without accountability, um, it's very, very hard. And that's why we're very, very, you know, focused on that support and accountability. It's key.
0: And, and um, also with the workouts, I meant to ask you, how often are you? Isu- is it how often
1: you issue them? Like do you issue like a week's worth of workouts or is it every day or what? That really all depends on the client. Um, You know, someone whose goal is to get a six pack, you know, is is very different than someone who's, you know, just, you know, uh, looking to be more mobile, Um, you know, so it, it really all depends. For some people, yes, we're giving them different workouts every week. For some people, it's like, you know, let's, you know, try to aim for 20 minutes of walking, you know, four times a week. It really all depends. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. you know, the cool thing is we have tutors, you know, based on, you know, we have all different types of tutors, right? So, some are, you know, experts in helping people get six-packs. Some, you know, focus on, you know, people who are just trying to focus on their mobility and in- increased movement and things like that. Gotcha. Uh,
0: and, okay, so, the, now, the last question that I always like to ask on these uh, interviews is uh, what are your top three pieces of advice for people to be more effective? And you can
1: take that however you like, business,
0: personal, whatever.
1: Oh, huh. uh, that's a really good question. Um, So, we will, let's say, uh, we'll assume that effective means you're doing the important things, you're doing the things that you really want to do and that are worth doing. Um, So, I would say the three things are, the first one is identifying your three to five critical balls. What I mean by that is I really believe we all have three to five things that we do, um, that if we do that somehow we're able to do everything else, right? So for me, it's eating well, exercising, sleeping, and writing. If I do those four things, I'm somehow able to get everything else done. But if I don't do those four things, if I drop one of those balls or two of those balls or whatever, uh, then everything seems to kind of fall fall away, right? So identifying those three to five critical balls for yourself and making sure you uh, build your day around those. Um, The second thing is writing down everything. Um, you know, I really believe that the idea or the point of our brain is to kind of think of new things, not to think of the same things over and over. So just jot down everything that needs to get done, you know, um, anything, you don't really want to have to use your brain to remember things. Um, and then the third thing I would say is if it could be done in less than two minutes, you know, this is an age old, um, you know, tactic, but get it done right away. I always like to say, if not now, then when, um, you know, and if you can do it in two or three minutes, just do it and move on. Love it. Those are great. Uh, well, Adam, you know, thank you so much for your time. This is really, it's a great service that you're offering and we're going to have show notes on this, but please uh, tell everybody where they can sign up and find out more. Awesome. I appreciate it. I appreciate the, uh, you know, you, uh, us chatting and, uh, you know, for your, for your listeners, um, you know, if they're interested in more about this, you know, I encourage them to sign up, uh, on our website, just go to the homepage, mybodytutor.com and sign up for a free newsletter. Um, you know, the psychology of weight loss is really the key. I mean, I really believe that we all know what to do, it's just about doing it. And that a huge part of that is understanding the mindset and psychology about this stuff. Awesome. Well, Adam, thank you again. Thank you very much. Hello, everyone.
0: Thanks for listening to the Less Doing Podcast. If you want to find out more information of the show, we would love to hear from you. You can go to lessdoing.com where you can look at Ari's blog see the show notes for this episode and also look at all the other episodes before this if you want to send us a voicemail we would love to hear from you and we'll play it on the show you go to lessdoing.com click on contact and look on the right side of the page where you'll see a, a send voicemail button click on that and go ahead and record an audio message for us you can also get in touch with us on twitter Ari's twitter handle is at Ari Meizel, and
1: mine is at Felix Bird we hope you enjoyed this podcast see you next time